And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror! <laughs> Hello and welcome everyone to the Vault of Startling Horror Monster Tales of Terror. I am your co-host as always, Mr. Luke Giaconetti. I want to welcome everyone to the show and thank you for downloading it. And I would like to take this opportunity to introduce my co-host, going left to right across your Skype dial. First up, my brother Jason Giaconetti. Hello, Jay. London and I are virgins to one another. Very, very true. And then uh, slotting in next is uh, a freak OG himself, Chris Honeywell. I have no witty line of dialogue. I've got one for you if you don't, after Hero does his, in case... And uh, coming in right next to uh, to Chris is the hair metal hero, Chris Tyler. I, I only use Christian names in bed, dude. The one that I was going to use is, get your hands off me, you five-penny whore. <laughs> <laughs> that was my backup one. Yeah. <laughs> so in case you can't tell from those lines of dialogue, and frankly, who wouldn't be able to tell? Uh, from those lines of dialogue. We are continuing our series looking at the films from the Hammer Studios in the United Kingdom, and we are looking at 1960s The Two Faces of Dr. Jekyll. And continuing our trend, Dr. Two Faces of Dr. Jekyll was directed by Terrence Fisher and does star Christopher Lee. However, Peter Cushing is not in this, and it was written um, by Wolf Mankiewicz, the first one of his films, um, his screenplays that we are featuring here on our coverage of, uh, of the Hammer series. And uh, so tell me, guys, what did, uh, had anybody, I know, Jay, I know you and I, I think, had watched Two Faces of Dr. Jekyll previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Chris and uh, Hero, you, had you guys seen this one pri- this uh, previously? Down. This one's new to me. Me too. New to me. I'm not so, a big. Do- I've never been a big Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde fan, so uh, you know I never really sought it out. So it, yeah, it was completely off my radar, and uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I also enjoyed it for several reasons because yeah. it's uh, not, what, not <laughs> at all what I was expecting. Me neither. Yeah, that's exactly same thing. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm dreaming. Luke, I mean, I got to a point where. I want to say Luke and I were, I mean, we saw Curse of Frankenstein and, and then the Horror of Dracula. Those are the first two, obviously. And then we saw, um, we probably saw Curse of the Werewolf and the Mummy. Those probably were the late, the ones we saw after the first two. And then, but, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, then, then probably the Phantom of the Opera also, that one. Phantom of the Opera, uh, yeah. I mean, had some the, those, those, yeah, I'm saying those are the ones we probably saw in the first, but we, after a while, we just started, like, because we had seen trailers for different things and, like, because Hammer made a number of movies um, like the Vampire Lovers and the Vampire Circus and all the different Dracula sequels. And you just started seeing these trailers, but they weren't available. And once they became available, uh, more readily available, I think we, we definitely tracked them all down. I feel like we saw this, maybe not the full version, maybe it was more truncated. I feel like this was one of the ones we caught, like, maybe, like, on TV, but not, like, yeah. it's not something that's in regular rotation. But I definitely know once the once the DVDs, once Anchor Bay started putting out the, the, the video cassettes and the DVDs, I have this on DVD as part of a set, and it wasn't, it was, that didn't come out till later. That's part of the problem. This is one of the ones, I have the Blu-ray of it, too, but it was not one of those, like, it wasn't one of, it wasn't as readily available as some of the other movies. But the shame is, I think a lot of people who maybe haven't seen it, uh, you know, they're like, oh, okay, okay. You know, it's just not something that's really available to them, and you know, hopefully they get a chance now to see it because it's it's, it's a, as the guy said, it's a very different take on uh, Jekyll and Hyde compared to what we normally get. Yeah, and uh, the thing, and now just for the sake of completeness, uh, the film stars Paul Massey as Henry Jekyll and Edward Hyde. You know, typically in a uh, fantastic Henry. fake beard. Yes, he is, does have a great fake beard, and he is overdubbed. Uh, in one of the roles. And now typically you would, uh, in, in a typical, uh, 
um, uh, adaptation of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You know, ha, um, uh, Henry Jekyll is typically clean-shaven and personable and friendly, and Mr. Hyde is shaggy and, and brutish and, you know, rough around the edges. And what Fisher does here, Fisher along with Mankiewicz, they put that on its ear. And so Henry Jekyll has the big fake beard that you referred to, Hero, and he talks with a very deep voice, and he is antisocial almost to a to a to a fault, yeah. you know, refusing to do anything but his work, which I thought was kind of funny because at one point early on he explains to his um, uh, to his colleague Doctor uh, Littower, uh, basically goes into a treatise about how there should be no morality when it comes to fi- you know scientific experimentation. It's like, well, who does that sound like? Yeah, you know. So, so the the good doctor is not quite the good doctor in this. And on the flip side, uh, after he injects himself, it's the only one I can think of where the doctor injects himself rather than drinking the formula. Yes. Um, well, Ed no, Rodney, no, well, I, in I Monster, he does also. Yeah, but that's that's yeah, that is true in I Monster. That is that is true. But if one actually, you know, whether you know, it's actually it's it, that's a, a very loose adaptation of it. But in any event, the po- yeah. well, still, but you know what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, but in any in any event, the point is is that Edward Hyde is a clean shaven, good looking, handsome, smiling, charming sociopath. Yeah. Which is yeah. what this film is probably best known for, and it's like that works so friggin' well. And what what Terrence Fisher called that was uh, the charm of evil. Yes, the charm. And that of is evil. something. That shows up in a lot of his films and the way that he portrays truly, truly evil people like Edward Hyde. Yeah, and he's evil. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's completely it's completely played the opposite way. If you think about, I mean, Frederick Marks won the Academy Award um, for Doctor Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, and that's uh, the the the, because that's the second one. The first one was John Barrymore's silent movie. Um, And when you look at that, you know the the transformation was achieved. Obviously, Frederick Marks was a you know, a name actor and stuff, and it was all done with the lighting and stuff, how it's all done in frame. Here, um, you know, I mean, you can kind of, when you look at Paul Massey, you can kind of, if you know what he looks like, you're like, okay, he's got a fake beard on, and a lot of pancake, he got a lot of pancake makeup on, too, on his face. Yeah, the DVD um, doesn't help that, yeah. No, well, <laughs> the Blu-ray does not help that at no, all. So no, The Blu-ray no, it shows it off. Yeah, it's kind of like when you watch, like, it's kind of when you watch some old movies, you're like, oh, man, I remember this being like, oh, there's The Wire. Oh, oh. there's this. Yeah, Logan's yeah. run, the Blu-ray does it no favors. Oh, no, no, it does. <laughs> so, but I, I think that's part of it, too. If, if you don't know what Paul Massey looks like, you might believe that, okay, maybe he's not as good-looking, you know, uh, a lead. But he was, you know, I mean, but once you see him as Hyde, you're like, oh, okay. And then every time he turns back to Jekyll... It just gets like it, not to say it's distracting, but it's kind of like okay, like you got it, you know, kind of thing. Because because you know Hyde is supposed to be you know ugly and deformed, and if you think about the classic versions of Hyde, most people immediately think back to um, you know Frederick Marx's uh, look to it, or maybe Spencer Tracy, because Spencer Tracy did a lot of his just by messing his hair up and like widening his eyes and stuff. Um, but it's always that Hyde is so uh, like such a despicable disgusting character and he's so violent evil but he looks violent evil and i think that's one of the big things here which is why um you know the uh, christopher lee's character here uh is just uh, he's just um uh, you know uh, that he plays paul allen which i always find really funny uh because that's <laughs> luke's alias uh that's my alias when i would order pizzas in college <laughs> but paul <laughs> allen please, for those for you american psycho fans <laughs> There, but, um, yeah, well, you know, what's funny is that uh, this originally Lee had kind of, uh, you know, had, had campaigned a little bit to play the lead role in this where he would get to play, mm-hmm. you know, the, the two main characters. But they went in a different direction and he played uh, Paul Allen, the uh, you know, ostensibly Henry Jekyll's friend who's having a long. Yeah, he's having. He, and he, yeah. Well, he ain't he, nobody's friend. <laughs> well, he's he's not even his own friend because he gets himself in so That's much right. trouble with all his gambling and all that. But <laughs> Lee would later go on to say that this was among the favorites, the like short list of favorite roles he ever played was Paul Allen in the Two Faces of Doctor Jekyll because it was just so different for him. You know, yeah. even when he's not the main heavy or or the main a main guy in something, he's a guy with with presence and gravitas. You know, and Paul Allen is a weasel. He's I thought he was kind weasel. of playing Peter Cushing in this movie, yeah. you know? <laughs> Even looked a little like Peter Cushing, you know? Like Peter yeah. Cushing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Paul Allen role, his uh, Christopher Lee. I mean, but he he brings such he's such a good actor. You know, you kind of you, you you definitely he's he's he doesn't ever he never blends into the background. But no. Paul Allen, uh, no, he doesn't. But I think, but Paul Allen, the the, the character of him. You're like, oh, what? A, he, he's such a louse. You just can't like. You're like, God. He's just like. And the worst part is, you know, and you kind of in the beginning we're like, well, Jekyll doesn't care, you know, that like his wife is, you know, getting, you know, you know, na- nailed by his, supposedly his best friend. This is supposed who to be the keeps, guy who he keeps paying. He keeps yes. buy, you know, buying off his gambling debts for him. It's like he's paying yeah. this dude to nail his wife. Well, my, the wife, note, even, the wife note is here. like discouraging paying him. Yeah, and yeah. he's still paying him, and he's still nailing his wife. Leave yeah, him alone. I got science to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's not interested. He, I mean, if he was interested in the one time that he does get interested in nailing his wife, it's just that awkward. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. Uh, well, it's and uh, Kitty. My note here: Kitty is a hussy with an exclamation point, played by Dawn Adams, who listeners yeah. to this show might know from The Vampire Lovers and The Vault of Horror later on in her career. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. towards the towards uh, no, the next decade but uh you know, I mean she she did a lot of work cuz she was uh she she did work both in Hollywood and in uh and in um in the England so she's been yeah. in a lot of stuff and so she's not in some ways she's not quite the um the typical uh hammer uh you know buxom babe but well, she's not she's, She's not, but she's still. I mean, there's, but there's a lot of titillation in this movie, especially you know, especially as we start as once Hyde makes the scene and he enlists Alan as oh, yeah. his, uh, yeah. uh, enlists Paul Allen as his his guide to London, and we see, you know, this this this. I love the the depiction of Victorian era London where it's supposedly so classy and everyone is very civilized, but then they go to the bare knuckle fights and they go to the opium den yeah. and they got yeah. the snake dance, which is like holy shit, yeah. that would have. Driven people insane in 1960 in Dr- the United Kingdom. Like, I thought this was in, yeah, a re- 2017. Uh, I thought this was a respectable picture. Uh, what is this? Uh, yeah. It's hot. Yeah. Well, the, it was pretty hot. The, yeah. the funny part is, okay, so you know, you know, when, when all the girls are dancing, right, and they're uh, you know, they're doing like the, you know, they're flipping the skirts and the, you know, whatever with the with the bloomers and everything. Yeah. Haley, because Haley watched this with Kelly and I, right? So Haley's watching this movie. There's nothing in it, so she can't. She hasn't seen. There you know, is she no, watched Night- there is no gore whatsoever in this no. movie. Right. You, you don't even- I mean, she watched <laughs> Nightmare Five with me, and she watched, you know, uh, like well, I'm trying to remember the things we like. She sits and watches. She's like, "What's this? All right, let's watch this." I mean, as it is, you know, we, she's watching Aliens. She's like, "Oh, ah, this scene's coming up, Mom." You know, kind of thing. So there's nothing in this movie she can't handle. But yeah. she goes, "Why are they showing their underwear?" <laughs> and then she goes, "Why are they wearing so much underwear?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, it's it's the way they're dancing. She goes, Daddy, they're wearing a lot of underwear. And I'm like, you know, I was like, well, you know, it's what it is, Hale. And she goes, they're really good. They do lots of twisty, turny thingies. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah oh, sometimes when, when they wear a lot of underwear, you just you get to work for your meal, man. So, oh, boy. But I'm just saying, but like that, that scene of them dancing, there's that one scene of them dancing. It goes on for a good two minutes. Of just them dancing, you know, you're like, well, you know, that okay. Was, that was, that was well, you know, thing. well, you realize when you're watching it that it was a lot saucier when they, oh, yes, you know, when yes, the movie yes, came yeah. out than it is today. So it was like two minutes, yeah. 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 Well, and the, the thing that I, that is, um, you know, not not only that, but apparently those were important enough for the uh, to be incorporated um, into the musical score in the opening credits. You know, they've got <laughs> yeah. like the, you know, the scary <laughs> horror movie monster, and then. It's like, oh, okay, it's apparently a musical. It's the jauntiest <laughs> opening to any to the Hammer movies so yeah. far. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are going to die really bad in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and Oliver Reed makes a, an uncredited Oh, gem. yes. Yes. Uh, love but Oliver. Everybody loves Oliver Reed. Who, Who doesn't love Oliver Reed? Communist. Well, that's yeah, but, <laughs> here's the best part, right? Oliver Reed's in there, and Kelly goes, "Oh, that's the that's Proximo from Gladiator," and I was so shocked that she knew the name. And I go, "And?" And Haley goes, "Mommy, that's the man who's the werewolf." And so, and because Haley Haley would not know Pro, the name Proximo, she knows she's seen Gladiator, but she wouldn't know the name Proximo. I'm just shocked Kelly even knew the hell it was. She goes, didn't he die? And I'm like, holy crap, Kelly, just stop now. You've hit two in a row, you know, kind of thing. You're doing great. You're doing great. Yeah. If, if he, the thing is, some of you, you listeners who don't know my wife, she is not great on movie trivia. 
you know, things like that, you know, kind of thing. But she tore two in a row. I'm like, sweet, you know, kind of thing. So, but yes, Oliver Reed makes the. And he's young. I mean, I mean, that's 1960. He's, you know, he's. You, you think about it because obviously he was in many films afterwards, but he's relatively young here, you yeah, know, kind of thing. Yeah. So, long way um, from playing Tommy's stepfather. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, is, is that I'm trying to remember? Is that that's not burnt? Is that burnt offerings? Him and Karen Black. Oh, is that what that is? Uh, it's not the Changeling. The Changeling. I, no, I, changeling I forgot. Is it's, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. No. So so it's got to be burnt offerings where they're in that in the house and the house is possessed, and where he's like in the wheelchair and he's got to like force himself to save his son because the, the the spirits are trying to are trying to drown his son and making like a hurricane and. You know, Karen Black can't get out there. So it's like every, you know, it's like crazy looking. Like that's that's Oliver Reed, but that's like you know, twenty something years later, you know, and it doesn't seem like. But he, he, because he always had that same look, you know. Yeah. He, he's older and his face is a little fuller, and the hair got maybe a little more silver to it. But even even when he played Proximo, I mean, he's in the, you know, it was right before he passed away. Yeah. You clearly could tell it's him. His face is so distinctive. It's more than what I said, especially his eyes. But you know. It's not an Oliver Reed biopic here, so <laughs> well we'll have to put that on the put that down. But uh, yeah, so but uh, but yeah, so I mean, like I said, it, it's it's such a. I always liked this one just because it it you know it's kind of in a way it's like a high concept version of Jekyll and Hyde because mm-hmm. it you know it, it it really is kind of a an elevator pitch. It's like a Jekyll and Hyde, except Hyde's good looking, you know, and uh, but it does a lot with that because. You know, Edward Hyde is such a well done character in this because he says at one point he only does what he what it requires to survive, and so he is just completely amoral. He's not 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 immoral. He's not evil. He just he doesn't care. You know, the morals. He takes everything that Jekyll says in the first scene and embodies it. More morality is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. I have to survive. Thus, anything I do is justified. You know, and so. uh, you know, we like he uh, just he clubs the porter and then just walks over him. It's yeah. like he's, he's which is which is an adaption of the scene in the novella where Hyde runs down the girl in the street and then pays off her family. Uh, but just does he just doesn't care. He's completely just you know detached. It's all about what he can do for himself if he wants to go and you know bet on guys beating the shit out of each other or watch a girl whores. deep throat a snake instead of a five penny whore. Trollop. <laughs> and you know, and you know when he when he tells the guy when when the when the when the aforementioned five penny whore um he t- you know gets her her gets the guy on him from the from the 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 club he, he just kind of says go to hell which was censored when this came out originally. Because that again, you couldn't just say go to hell. And now, I mean, Jesus, that's a song by Megadeth on uh, in Bill right. Ted. Yeah. But he couldn't do that back in 1960. So again, it's like you were saying with the dancing. It's like you know, some of it has lost some of its um, you know the effectiveness because now it's seen as quaint. But that's what we've seen a lot with these Hammer movies <laughs> is that they were kind of the knee plus ultra at the time, and now they're like, oh yeah, that's okay, everybody. Well, can I, I don't know. After he says go to hell, <laughs> the he period takes a pieces, candlestick. So... And brains the guy. Yeah. He's the guy. Yeah. Full view of everybody. <laughs> and the fact that you have Christopher Lee, who's also an asshole, saying, you don't want to kill him, do you? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Don't <laughs> kill him. <laughs> He's like, yeah, just keep beating that guy. Wait, 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 wait don't kill him. <laughs> At some point, there has to be a level somewhere, you know. So yeah, we, need to, we need to get back in here to drink and gamble again tomorrow night. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. And the and the other thing about this film, and again, this was before Hammer went full on into the kind of more sexploitation um, side of yeah. things into the seventies. But the 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 rape in this movie is, I mean, it's all. I mean, again, it's it's not it's not graphic. It's not like uh, some of the later films where the violence against women was very strongly depicted. But I mean, it's like, goddamn, man, you know. He basically yeah. rapes his own wife, except it's not because he's he's Edward, he's not Henry. So it's like, geez, man, that that's hardcore shit right there. Yeah, there's some there's some seriously disturbing stuff in this. Without it being, like you said, without it being graphic, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I I think the approach this movie takes is better than the original source material. You know, I think it's more <clears throat> say realistic, but it deals more. I mean. You know the, the 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 idea that you drink the potion and you turn animalistic, which yeah, uh, that sort of becomes a metaphor for like alcohol or drugs or something like that or any kind of thing that just sort of like you know knocks you down to your your to your Basis. bare yeah. yeah right. 
but this one is is you know this is a more complex problem is the sociopath psychopath you know totally amoral character who also has access to money and power and is charming yeah he's yeah. the he's the high functioning sociopath he's yeah he is he is hannibal lecter essentially yeah well, so and, that, and the, that, that's a much more much more formidable character than just you know snarling you know yeah drooling just like i'm gonna go out and kick everybody's ass mr hyde this this one's like danger this one's like how can I destroy everybody around me for my amusement? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you it's, know? it's well, you know, bringing up uh, uh, Robert Louis Stevenson's novella, and, and it obviously was a a, a metaphor for uh, drug use at the time mm-hmm. that he was writing it. Opium was the one that was kind of all you know, opium and gin were basically destroying England at the time. Uh, but to me, this always come on reminded me it's very forward looking in a way because you know if you think about this as a metaphor for drug use, it's kind of like cocaine because. Yeah. You know, t- you know, timid Henry becomes this the the life of the party, the guy everybody you know, the guy that knows what wants where all the action is and all that when he's on on his stuff. I mean, that's like you know, all you had to do was vote for Reagan. That's basically the eighties, right? <laughs> do coke, so, vote for Reagan. Do some coke and vote for Reagan. I mean, that's and that's he's you know the the good looking guy that you wouldn't think that. Oh, look at him! He's a gentleman. You know, you don't know that he's doing lines or whatever in the bathroom and he's gonna bash your brains in. So. You know, uh, yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, this it's it's because it turns it on its ear just on that one part of it. It it makes it a to me stand out among a lot of adaptations. Some good, a lot not so good of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde over the years. And I am a fan of the novella a lot, and I like the I always liked you know Mister Hyde being kind of a uh, there's a there's a comic series that Dark Horse put out called. Um, it's called the the strange case of Ed. I think it's called the strange case of Edward Hyde, and basically it takes place after um, several years after um, the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde situation, and Hyde is in um, or Jekyll is in prison now, and Hyde, him and Hyde are basically come, like their personalities have kind of merged, Ooh. and it's during Jack the Ripper his oh. reign, and so <laughs> they send they send an inspector from Scotland Yard said go talk to Henry Jekyll and see if he can help us find so this he is guy. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, but, basically. But, it, but what they do is so he so the the inspector takes him out and they go basically to all it's just like in this. He goes to all the opium dens and the sex parties and all this and so he's exposing the inspector to all this horrible stuff cuz he's like, "Well, if we're going to find Jack the Ripper, we're going to have to go to the seedy side of town." You know, at uh, and there, I mean there's a scene where they're talking to like a magistrate while under the table is the magistrate's wife, you know, pleasuring Edward Hyde. Oh. So it's like, <laughs> So that it's like okay, see th- that book could be the sequel to this, you know. Uh, but oh, wow. uh, one thing I, th- I thought was kind of funny is that they we got uh, well not so much funny, but I think it's it's kind of interesting is we do get the scene of of Henry talking to Edward through the mirror, which is you know it's kind of a it's kind of like a it's odd kind of special effect to see in a Hammer film, except you realize they did something similar. It's in, kind of uh, the closest thing to a special effect in this whole movie. It really is. They, they, they did some, They did a similar scene in in uh, Dracula, Prince of Darkness, where they at the beginning where they're looking through the pool to see the end of horror of Dracula, but you know they get a lot of mileage out of. That's what it is. It's like oh no, I forgot. About, yeah, no, I, I I didn't think about like I I remember all that happening, but I never yeah. thought of it that way. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> for for those who for those who missed the last film, but uh, but the <laughs> idea that that you know Jekyll that that Jekyll basically gets blackmailed by himself because yeah. now he you know Hyde blackmails him in or not blackmails him frames him for killing the girl and then says, well now if you show yourself. You're going to be a wanted man, so you've got to let me take charge. It's like so. It's like you know, Jekyll is the scientist, but Hyde is—he's really damn smart too. Yeah. So he—he he seems to possess Henry's skills and memories in addition to his own, you know, amorality. Yeah. One of, yeah. So the other thing I thought was interesting is one of the alternate titles for this film because this film was not a success when it was released. In fact, the uh, there's a reference here that it lost Hammer something like um, thirty thousand pounds upon mm-hmm. release. Which is a lot of money in 1960. Yeah. So it was, it was like yeah. how it's it's a it, I mean this must be the probably would seem like the lowest budget of all the ones we've seen up to this point, you know? Or it, there's I mean 
Yeah, I yeah think it's the, all costumes. It's, once again, it's yeah. just a few sets, yeah. but they're not even like castles and stuff yeah. anymore, you know? Yeah, Wikipedia lists the budget at 146,000 pounds. Yay. Um, and I have to, I'll, I'll see if I can grab like. Um, uh, Dracula and Frankenstein here and check on them, but but the the up the upshot of it being a failure was that it was renamed a couple of times when it was released in the United States. It was uh, under the title The House of Fright, which is like the most generic, oh, yeah. stupid title ever. The House of Fright. Hey, you, know, you know what the hell? You know what the House of Fright makes me think of? You know the song House of Fun by Madness. Yeah. Welcome to the House of Fright. Jekyll's going away. Welcome to the House of Fright. (laughs) 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 Holy crap. Uh, But it was also one of the other one of the other titles was uh, Jekyll's Inferno. And I can only assume that that comes from the very end when Hyde lights the entire lab on fire and burns it all to the fucking ground. Yeah. Well, he, he, gets the, he gets the guy who's clean, who's doing the windows. Come here, I need your help. Can you move this? Yeah. Put, pick this thing up. And he's just watching him, and the poor guy, like he clearly can't pick it up. You know, kind of thing. And you're like, he's like, yeah, you want help? No, I got no, it. I got you know, no, I got this packaging. Yeah. Yes, the poor yes. guy's like, he's like, I'm gonna blow my balls out picking this thing up. <laughs> I'm, gonna tear, I'm gonna tear both sides of the sack with this thing. <laughs> you know, yep. Oh, but it's true. The poor guy's like, Ooh. Boy, I mean, it sounds like seriously. He's like, I'll pass the kidney stone, dove, and it's go good. So, uh, you yeah, know, the funny is- part is that, yeah, Skolo, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Good. I was just saying, Hammer actually filmed uh, the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde story three different times. Um, because it, they filmed it in 59. They filmed a movie called The Ugly Duckling, which is a, a, an ad- adaptation, obviously, of it. It's not exactly it. Um, but the one that I bet more, more people know just from the trailer was 1971 Dr. Jekyll's and Sister Hyde. Dr. Jekyll's and Sister Hyde. Yep. Yeah, that's the one I bet you more people. And I mean, and again, it's the best the, of those three movies. I don't. I'm, trying, I'm pretty sure I've seen Ugly Duckling. That sounds familiar. Well, but the ugly, the ugly seen, duckling is not is more of a comedy. The Ugly yeah. Duckling has more in common with the Nutty Professor than anything else. I was going to say, it sounds like the Nutty Professor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I'm saying, I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure I've seen that, and I'm the, I'm the confusing with the Nutty Professor, but Sister Hyde was the, the one that keeps... version would have Don Knotts in it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been staring at you through the window! What I'm saying is, but Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde, which is 71, so we're talking 11 years later, um, that was really playing more up on the sex and stuff because that was the exploitation and stuff. That that, uh, was Hammer was doing by 71. But that's why people know that because they're like, you know, he becomes the and she's beautiful, of course. Um, but the whole point is just it's 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 the role change, uh, you know, or the gender change. Excuse me. Well, I mean, um, Doctor Jekyll and Sister Hyde was so well known they did a riff on it as Doctor Jekyll and Ms. Hyde in what was that? That was like the early '90s, wasn't it? With Sean I Penn so. playing Ms. Hyde. I mean, so it, it, yeah. it, like you said, it, it's it's a great shtick because now it's the whole you know the, the the gender change and all that. I don't know if you get away with that nowadays, you know, but uh, oh, now you might even more nowadays. Yeah, but now now you wouldn't be but you wouldn't be allowed to market it as exploitative. It would just be you'd have yeah, to yeah. accept it as normal and say nothing, you know. So Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. No, no, you make it as exploitative as possible and get people picketing in front of you. It's too bad you're not in those days anymore. People right. can't pick it in front of your. It's not, your it's not the eighties. They'll, they'll just they'll just you know shut shut you down and they'll get the you know Netflix the governor to pull your permit down. or something. Yeah, so it's it's a little bit different. It's not like Silent Night, Deadly Night. So, <laughs> right. <which> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. What I was just saying is I, I think that's that, that's part of the, that's a real shame is that this is this out of the um you know this is the probably the best story of the three like the telling of it the way it's done and i think a lot of people missed it because again it wasn't a success uh it, it, and it's not it's not something that's memorable like dr and sister hide this the trailer alone people may never have seen the movie but they might have seen that trailer you know on these compilations or different things they're like oh that looks okay it could be good because they, they want to see her get naked you know um yeah, this right. is well i mean i'm just saying uh you know i mean where well, this is clearly uh the better you know, story and idea, and, and by turning it just a little bit on its ear, you now create, uh, you know, just that different feel that you know allows everyone to kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, this this is good, you know, kind of thing. I mean, in 
in Doc Jekyll and Sister Hyde, it's uh, what's her name? Uh, is it uh, uh, Maritime Beswick? Martine Beswick or Martine whatever. Beswick? Yeah, yeah. She was uh, she was from Thunderball and from Russia with Love. That was that was her. Oh, she okay. she's in both of those. Yeah, and she's, she's also not, she's in. She's not I, one of the main people in either of them, though. So. Well, she plays. No, no, she's not the main girl, but she's she's the one who has the fight. In Thunderball, from Russia with Love, she's the one. The it's part of the big fight? cat fight. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's yeah. one of the gypsy cat fight. And yeah. Bond bangs so, both yeah, yeah. at the same time. It's nice. Yes. <laughs> team back again. Okay. Gonna... <laughs> of course, I remember that. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. I mean, I mean, the thing but is, she, like, but, uh, I mean, but she was also in One Million Years BC, which is another Hammer film, which might be a bit right. more. You know, yeah. and, well, and then she also was in a cat fight in that one. So yes, well, she plays she plays the dark haired one who wants who doesn't want Tumac, but now wants Tumac because now the blonde one has Tumac. Uh, yes, 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 yes. I'd also like to point I also like to point out that shout out to uh, Andrew Leyland. She was on an episode of the Six Million Dollar Man, <laughs> and 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 the Fall Guy and Falcon Crest. And, so. well, there you go. and Days of Lives. And and so, let's not forget everybody's favorite Mannix. <laughs> Mannix. <laughs> she was also. Manetti. But she's also she was also on on and uh, like and a lot of people did this too. She showed up in, in Night Gallery and she showed yeah. again you know just kind of making yeah it's it's a paycheck you know what I'm saying so but be that as it may this is not we're not talking about that um, anyway so the uh, the fire scene when he burns. The place down. I was about to say this, right? So at that point, Kaylee had kind of fallen asleep. She was kind of in and out, and Kelly was watching me. He, and he starts throwing, was it? It's got to be gasoline or kerosene or whatever. Everywhere, like yeah, everywhere, it's off yeah. everything, <laughs> everywhere. Right? And you're like, this isn't going to end well, you know? Wait, 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 <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. From orbit. <laughs> but he just those cops are so stupid. They just they, they believe the first story of the first person who runs out and just grab that guy just grabs the he, he just grabs the cop like, Oh, this happened. Oh and they yeah. look in and they go, Well, well you there's know, a body in the fire. Sure. That's that's All right. very and well and, and but that's very typical in hammer films, especially, you know, the, the even after they moved out of doing period pieces, the police are always dumb in hammer films. There might be one inspector who knows the score and knows what's going on, but typically your standard British constabulary are dumb in a Hammer movie. You well, know, just what, because I think you don't want to deal with them. You know, you don't want them muddying up the story into a crime, you know. Into... I you know, I, sometimes I would love to see, like, a Keystone Cop-style chase in the middle of a Dracula or Frankenstein <laughs> movie. But that may just be me, you know. <laughs> Isn't that kind of in uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> She's, no, he, she's that, Italian. That is <laughs> no that that is the closet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so no that that you're right. I mean, they, they just take the word, and then the judge himself is a complete idiot. Is like, well, clearly it was due to dangerous experimentation and addiction to drugs, and he this let this be a lesson not to meddle with the divine pattern of life. And it's like, yeah, you're you're a judge, huh? That's interesting. Because how do you get this job, eh? I did get this job, then governor. I, 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 yeah. My job as a vicar didn't work out. Yeah, <laughs> that man's clearly not a proper vicar, but um, it's not a proper keep left sign at all. I the one thing that always again, it might have been, it might have been a bridge too far in 1960. They really set it up that Hyde is going to get away with all this. Oh yeah, I thought he was. And and it's like if they had, I mean, if they, I mean, again, I don't think you can pull the trigger in in the UK in 19. But man, if Hyde gets away with this. That's pretty boss right there, because it's the original ending that was written, but because this movie ran so over budget and so behind schedule, was was uh, of, of, of on the gallows he was going to turn into Hyde, that Jekyll was going to be found was going to be found guilty and you know he was going to have suppressed Hyde and take what he can, and that Hyde was going to come out to try and escape, you know, from it while he was on the gallows about to be hung. Ooh. And they did see it never got shot because they were so over budget and so behind. They did the one in the courthouse instead. But that having been said, I think the courthouse bit works really well, you know, with Hyde yeah. just kind of smiling. Oh yes. Henry was very troubled, you know, and, and, you know, just, just literally, you know, not saying a word, but laughing at everybody around him the entire time. 
and Jekyll's able to get himself out there just enough to make sure that Hyde gets stopped, even though it comes at, you know, he's going to go to jail for everything that Hyde did, you know, but now Hyde is not loose on the world. So I thought that was, again, more more of a, for a guy who didn't, who expressly said he didn't believe in morality, he does the moral thing at the end of the story when the chips are on the line. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think the the uh, the hanging scene might have been really interesting. I think it had been something, you know. But again, maybe they were thinking too, going back to like the the, you know, I don't know, whatever reason that might not have worked as well. Who knows, you know? But I think it'd have been really cool. I think that's just been different. But him turning into um, when, he, when he let me let me be Jekyll, like he's just yeah. he's just talking like you saying something, buddy. Like you know, are you talking to us? <laughs> hey, buddy, you okay? <laughs> you got a dead cat in there? We got a dead cat. Right? Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you got a dead cat in there? What? Well, that's like oh, the, okay. the joke about you know uh, when the the cops got called to, to Schrodinger's place, <laughs> and the cops are bagging on the wall. Hey, buddy, you got a dead cat in there? He's like, well, now I do. Ah, <laughs> uh, physics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but oh, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I really, it was. I, I say this a lot, but it was a good excuse to watch this movie again because this is one that it just said it, it just doesn't get the notoriety of the other ones. It's available right now, and uh, the only way I think you can get it is on a, in the the Hammer Icons of Horror Hammer box set, of which there are two different versions going around. But uh, yeah. it's you know because it, it because it, it's really not even though it's Dark Jekyll and Mister Hyde, it's not a monster movie. You know, Hyde is yeah. not really a monster in this. He's he's. He's the but, but evil yes. that resists in all of us. He's always a total monster. He's just not, you know, shambling around and choking, choking a bitch, you know. No, no this has more nefarious. <laughs> this has more in common with like dangerous liaisons yeah. or something like that, you yeah. know. Except this doesn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> no, Malcolm. I'm sorry, you, you say dangerous liaisons. I'm immediately reminded. I can't even help myself of the scene from Friends where they're having the quiz. It's like, this is what Rachel says her favorite movie is, Dangerous Liaisons. This is Rachel's actual favorite movie, Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Weekend at Bernie's, Fast Superior. Oh, yeah. I mean. So, yeah, Dangerous Liaisons, <laughs> no Jonathan Silverman in that. So Yeah, Weekend right, at so, Bernie's was way funnier. I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah. Though Dangerous Liaisons does have a lot of good nudity in it. Like in Quirks, I'm, like in, in Quirks Animated, it's like, uh, man, Amistad <laughs> was much funnier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Flint and so, Flintstones list. Liam Neeson is Fred, you know. <laughs> yeah. As 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 Luke was saying, the hammer the, um, on Blu-ray, it's uh it's Doctor uh, the two faces of Doctor Jekyll and the Gorgon. Uh, currently seven dollars forty two cents on uh, Amazon, and that uh, with Prime shipping. And then uh, the Hammer Film Collection five movie pack. The what do we got here? Two faces Doctor Jekyll. Uh, we have. Scream of Fear, The Gorgon, Stop Me Before I Kill, and The Curse, The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. And Gorgon. Gorgon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's seven fifty. Uh, and it's also in the Icons. That's the, that's the older one. The Icons yeah. of um, Hammer Films. Uh, that one's the got one Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, Scream yeah. of Fear. Two fi- and it, so the thing is, it makes no sense to buy that one at, four, at almost $15. The Hammer Film Collection gives you an extra film. Which is, you know, I mean, stop me, I stop think before I kill. Stop me before yeah. I kill. I've only seen one once, but I mean, to get the Gorgon and the Curse of the Mummy's Tomb thrown in there, Scream of Fear is okay, but yeah. the Curse of the Mummy's Tomb and the Gorgon uh, are never going to win any award for being the best, you know, technical, you know, special effects movie. But they're a fun time, yeah. both of them. So well, and the thing about uh, that, the late, the later version of that is that I actually found it at Walmart, so you can, in fact, find that one in the wild if that means anything oh, sure. to. to you know, yeah. so some some of these ones is like okay, I, I have to go order it off Amazon. I'm not saying don't use Amazon, but there's something to be said about these things actually being available at retail. You know, yeah, which is which yeah. is which is cool to me. You know, just seeing getting some of this stuff out there uh, for you know maybe someone will pick it up is like you know just uh, introducing people who maybe have not seen it yet. But uh, and you know I, yeah. it, what we do is very insular. It's very siloed, as we like to say here. You know, but. Uh, this is this is a film that I mean I, I I did get an opportunity but I wanted my wife to watch this one. So I said you would like this. It's not a horror mm-hmm. movie. It deals yeah. with the, the the person with personalities and with morality and with you know everyone in this movie is is amoral. Uh, yeah. You know I mean even people that you would think would be the sympathetic characters are not. You know it's like we start to feel some sympathy for Kitty and Paul, but it's like yeah, but they're still scum. 
Well, it's just like yeah, you're, just, you're just grading on a curve, sort of. Yeah. Well, you, forget, like, you, you forget what the guy in the slum said. He said it's only wicked if you're poor. You know. Yeah. So if you got yeah, money, well, it ain't wicked. And I do well, like that, that too. Is that Hyde? Hyde gets mugged. So Hyde yes. even gets jobbed out. As bad as he is, of course. Yeah. You know, Jekyll has to deal with it, which I think is great. It reminds me of those Geico commercials where, like, the tree calls and says, hey, yeah, sorry about falling on your roof, but I, I can't pay for that, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like you expect a note from, from Edward. It's like, yeah, man, sorry, got into a bit of a mess last night. Hope hope that's okay. Bye. You know? Got a little drunk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You totes got clubbed on the head. <laughs> this this would have made a – this it would still make a really good stage play. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 The only thing you'd have to worry about is how how you would do the tra- how you'd get the the beard off and uh, back on. You just do one of those it, little well, I mean, elasticy could... ones with the yeah. elastic. Strap oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. You could just have them yeah. fall behind the desk. There's many ways you could do it. That would be like, but that would be like the big problem of the play. Otherwise, this, I mean, it's just a few sets. You know, you could. Yeah. It would it would be a really good play. Oh Well, yeah. the thing is, anytime they've ever done this as a stage play, um, I mean, that was I mean, Hyde ran for years on Broadway. I mean, uh, our parents saw it with Hasselhoff. No, our parents saw it with um, Sebastian Bach on his last Bach, night. Yeah. yeah, and then Hasselhoff oh, was in there. And, nice. Well, I mean, you have people sing. It's, I mean, it's a musical. I mean, you have people sing. So you had to get guys who could sing in there. But my, our, yeah, our parents saw it with Sebastian Bach on his last night, and there was a lot of his family there and stuff like that, which makes it, you know, very cool. You know, it's really a good story. But, I mean, even though with Hasselhoff, it's done a lot with, uh, you know, Slight makeups and and, and lighting. lighting changes, yeah. and and then and then distressing your hair and it's I mean I understand what you're saying you know taking it from you know um, from making him uh you know uh, ugly to being you know you know better looking you just do it the same way you have to just kind of do it the same way you know not 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 so much like you know so he he, he starts oh and he falls and he comes up and now the beard is off and now it's whatever so. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, for me, I mean, it just seems like uh, opportunities often seem missed because we got to remake something quick. Let's remake a movie that no one wanted to see remade. You know, so. Uh, well, the Jekyll, Hyde, the Jekyll and Hyde thing is an evergreen. I mean, they, every ten years you're yeah. probably going to get a version of it. We even think the last right, one was what yeah. Mary Riley. With, oh God! Was that twenty oh, years yeah, ago yeah. now. But yeah, that was when I was in high school, and it was it still yeah. sucks now. That's amazing. It's well, like, I've never you know, seen it because it has, uh, you know, uh, she who shall not be named, Sea Biscuit or whatever her name is in it. Yeah, <laughs> feed her fucking apples through a slotted uh, gate. Sea Basket, Sea Basket. I'm not Sea Biscuit. I'm Penelope Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like an apple? Good girl. Good girl. <laughs> <laughs> Family Guy stuff coming fast and furious. Yeah, tonight. well, hey, they're they're on the money a lot of times. Uh, oh, but oh. yeah, so I, 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 like I said, I, I really like this one. It's a, it's a change of pace, but I think it still fits in. In so far as, um, you know, we watched Curse of Frankenstein, we watched um, Horror of Dracula, and we watched The Mummy, and all three of them are not, and including this one, nominally adapted from a book, but yeah. not really, not really, not in the yeah. details. And this one really sticks to that. This is the only version of Jekyll and Hyde where Jekyll has a wife. Uh, this is the only one that features Paul Allen. This is the only one I'm aware of where, you know, like I said, he's he's really good looking and he's, you know, uh, and Jekyll himself is kind of, I'm so antisocial, you know. Uh, so, it, you know, it, it, so it, it definitely, it, it, it's the theme of it, but it's not, it's it's a very liberal adaption of it, but it, it is better because of that, because it explores territory that is not mine typically when you do an adaption of Jekyll and Hyde. I'm also pretty sure Christopher Lee was thankful he didn't get hurt during the filming of this. Yeah. <laughs> like, All I have after to do the is, mummy, he'd probably like. <laughs> All I have to do is be rude and kiss girls. Okay, I'm good. Yeah. Now that you know, hopefully, the snake could, hopefully the I don't get hit with something. Could have bit him. Well, that's well, the, the thing is that the scene with the with the Paul thing. getting killed by the snake. I mean, that's how tame this movie is from a violence and gore standpoint. We don't even see the snake on him. You know, yeah. it's like. You, they're not even going well, to show It's not it. even a windfall. It's not even a poisonous snake. It's a right. freaking well, say. That's not the kind of snake that just like, if you're in a bathroom with it, it's like, oh, I'm going to go kill this guy. You know, it's not a sure yeah. thing. Like, I, I when I was watching that, I, and I was like thinking, if that was me, I'd be like, 
Yeah, that's a boa constrictor. It's not going to try and eat me. I'm too big. It's probably going to go roll up in the corner over there. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you but know, but Paul's just like, no, I'm heading right towards this guy, and I'm just going to well, straighten him out, I guess. I don't know. Well, you, you don't know. know. Paul, Paul is pretty dumb, and yeah. Maria does say, careful, he's dangerous. You know, so clearly, <laughs> he's you know, she, she, she's dangerous. He must know his stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, it's. Yeah, as I said, it, from, from a from, even compared to, like I said, to, to compared to horror, Dracula, and Curse of Frankenstein, the gore is non-existent. But yeah, yeah. It, it's but it's horrific. Like you were saying, hero, just because like, every it, everyone is so depraved in this, and Hyde is like the is far and away the worst of all of them. So yeah. it's uh, it, it 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 makes its money, so to speak, on that premise, and it does it very well. And it also has kids getting hit. Big plus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. As, we, as any of us with kids know, that all kids are inherently evil. Yes, it's only societal <laughs> norms that stop them from being the vicious little monsters that we they all don't know. Even, yeah, they don't Just even. Wait till we get to an adaptations of the Midwitch Cuckoos, and then we'll be <laughs> talking even more about evil children. <laughs> uh, so oh. Jay ran Jay ran down uh, where we could find this one. So mm-hmm. you um, go to the Amazon link and order it. To ching. It's the only way I order anything. <laughs> yeah. That's right. It, it's true. It's if I could true. order a pizza through the Amazon link, I would. Oh, man, yeah. It's only a matter of time, Hero. But you can only order it through your PlayStation now, can't you? So I guess it's a matter of time you get it through Amazon. What? I'll bet you could order some sort of fancy frozen pizza that comes on dry ice through Amazon. I ain't got and time the drone drops it off. You, you know? can order, what do you call You can order your Tasty Cakes through there. I have I have ordered a case of the... Uh, the um, Tasty Claire's, the egg Claire ones, because you can't oh get them. Oh my gosh, uh, those are delicious. Uh, tasty cakes. They man. are, they are really delicious, which is a problem because they showed up, and then uh, the what next day, it? what shows up is the twenty-pound box that is the three or four cases of um, ecto cooler in the cans <laughs> and uh, whatever. And Kelly's like, Kelly's like, I can't pick this up. Kelly got home, she goes, I couldn't pick it up. It had to stay outside. I'm like, it's fine. It's Ecto Cooler. She goes, oh, God. Uh, Uh, This family cannot afford diabetes. Yeah, well, no, that's well, it's not yet. She just she, she couldn't pick it up. No, it's the ecto thing with the, the ecto cooler. I'll be honest with you, is it's in cans. That's why it's so freaking heavy to pick up. Uh, but is the, it like the, like the, the egg, uh, you know, like the forty-eight ounce cans? You got to punch a hole on each side of it and pour it out like when we were kids. Is it that kind of no, can? No, 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 no. Oh no, no, no. This is like just pop top cans. Oh um, man, that'd no, be so cool though. You know, so you know the ones, you know the yes, you know the ones I'm talking yes. about, guys. Like you know yes. they work. You get orange juice in them, and you have yeah, to punch like a hole juicy juice. Oh, yeah, I but then you'd go, you'd go to pour day. it, and it would and it would do like the the the, the Coriolis effect as the yeah. stuff comes out because the air is pushing on the other side and it's causing yes. The, yes. the fluid to oscillate. Yeah. It's like if yeah. I could measure if I could measure the deflection of the wobble, I could actually get the mass flow rate of it because you know I'm an engineer. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah, that, what, 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 yeah. What, what Luke said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, just, I'm looking at Tasty Cakes on Amazon, and I mean they make one with Reese's <laughs> peanut butter, so. Dude, let me tell you what. Uh, I, oh, I talk about actual taste cakes. Tasty I, cakes they actually have on there. One sec, Lou. They actually have. It's called the Taste of Philadelphia, and yeah, it's I like a tasty sampler, and it's like all the different sodas and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, this is so bad. That's the problem. It comes up every once in a while and said, "Hey, do you want to reorder this?" And I'm like, I do want to reorder this, but, I'm not <laughs> but I can't. Order. My body's saying, "Don't order this, dude." Yeah. Are you kidding? At Acme, which they they didn't have it, which is actually a good thing. Kelly went the other day to get because she got a free gallon of milk if you bought three boxes of cereal or whatever. Um, it said Tasty Cakes, and all had all the different kinds. They were ten for ten dollars, and I'm like, oh my god! By all the Tasty Clares they had, <laughs> Kelly goes, they don't have them in stock. And I said, and I actually considered driving 13 miles other Acme to see if they had them. And I was like, no. No, that's just that's just me being told you don't need these. They didn't have it anyway. But you know, <laughs> which is because because you check no matter what. So I did. We went right by it, so I figured why not stop? Yeah. It's okay. Bigger yeah, distributor. Yeah. Well, well all, I was, all I was going to say is when I was a senior in when I was a senior in high school, you know, one of the schools I was looking at was Drexel University, which is right in Midtown Philadelphia, and. Every time I went down to Drexel, they had tasty cakes, and I'm like, "Holy shit, man! This this is like a major pro to this school is they have these tasty cakes, and it's like they have them all the time. It's like, holy shit, yeah. that's a big deal." 
<laughs> and then we, Kings fans right down the street. So yeah, and then we went. Well, then we go to Clemson. You get the Clemson University blondies. It's like, oh fuck, man, this is really damn good. Yeah, Jesus, I'm, I'm like that every time I see the raspberry zingers. I have to buy them. Yeah. That's my jam. Cle- Once Clemson, again, knows, Clemson knows the score with the blondies. Cream. Yeah, like I said, Clemson knows the score with the Blondies. You ask anybody who went to Clemson, they'll know what a Blondie is, and that they any official Clemson event that has dessert, there'll be a tray of Blondies that's attacked. You know, so well, I, that's I, I am also there. not a stranger to the Blondie. I, <laughs> I enjoy a good white brownie. Yeah, <laughs> gotta come on down to come on down to, to Tiger Town sometime, hero. We'll we'll be the we'll be those guys in the college town. But anyway, all right, uh, let's do. That. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go party with some. No, I don't want to ever fucking party with fucking 19 year olds ever again sorry i i didn't, I didn't really <laughs> party much with college girls when i was in college you I'm know not even I mean, about girls i'm just saying college kids in general yeah we we mostly play we mostly ate pizza watched wrestling and uh cartoons and played D. so you know i say yeah there, there was there was D in our, there and there's <laughs> our, our standing friday night was uh order pizzas watch ECW on TNN, All right. and then eat our pizza while watching Roller Jam, and Ooh, then play oh, D&D man. until we passed out. So, <laughs> Man, I wish I had friends like you back when I was at school. <laughs> yeah, we were cool, man. We started the gaming guild at Clemson, which still runs to this day, but that's neither here nor there. So um, <laughs> so go to Amazon <laughs> and buy Tasty what? Cakes, too. Yes. So oh, yeah. Can, yeah. Can, if you need Tasty Cakes, buy them through the Amazon. The, the Tasty yes. Cake Lovers Family Variety Pack is only $43.45. How could you afford not to buy that? That's what I That's wanted. Right. I mean, come on. I mean, they're not even lovers, called crumpets. You, they're called crumpets. Crumpets. I mean, it's like they're, it, it's the family variety pack. Don't you love your family? Don't you love your family your to family buy this for <laughs> oh, But all anyway, right. so. All right. So, guys, Eddie, let's, let's take a look. So, um. Uh, any final thoughts on the two faces of Dr. Jekyll? Uh, I was so pleasantly surprised with this, like 10 minutes into it. I was like, I'm going to really enjoy this. And it was, um, and it's funny because in my mind, you know, I picture hammer movies just getting bloodier and neuter as they go along. (laughs) And this is the tame, quote unquote, tamest one as far as like, quantified like bad stuff in it or gore or nudity there's you know some cheesecake but it's damn well written it's 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 very melodramatic and you know period pc but it's it's Mm, uh it's pretty especially when you're trying to put it in the context of when it came out it was it was pretty edgy and i'm surprised it didn't get more attention Mm. back in the day yeah, I, I think if it, had made, if it had made if it had made more money, I bet you it would have because it was a financial failure. I bet you that hammer was quick to kind of. Well, that's what I that's what on. I mean. Yeah. I, I can't believe more people didn't go to see it because, to me, it's like this is really well written and it's a great idea. But then it was really well written, a great idea, and kind of kind of yeah. edgy, you know. So you you'd think there would have been a little more appeal, you know? That would have been the 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 sizzle for the steak, you know. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed it a great deal too for the same reasons. It was absolutely nothing like what I was expecting. So I just I threw it on and at the beginning there's kids beating each other up and I was like, oh, all right, that's right. First part <laughs> up, I'm like, all right, kids being kids and uh, yeah, it was and I really I really did it had me going. I really thought that Hyde was going to get away with it, which is I mean, looking back on I it, thought he would because they wanted to keep would want to keep it open for potentially more you know a whole series of movies you know yeah but it's uh it was I, I'm really glad this one was picked because this is just something that I probably never would have sought out um exactly me neither I mean that's why part of the reason why I, I like doing the show over it a li- like if I had a li- uh, pile of uh, hammer movies in front of me it probably would be like towards the bottom of the list of what I would have like pick out on my own yeah I mean the yeah. the Hyde, the Jekyll and Hyde story isn't one of my you know favorite uh, pieces of classic fiction either and but it's this was I mean this was just totally different I mean <laughs> hey all I can say is you know make fun of whores <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Luke and I had seen this back in the day. I hadn't seen this movie. I said to Kelly, I said, I think I said, I, saw, I watched this a few years ago on like uh, during October when I when I watched 31 horror movies in 31 days. Um, this happened to be on, I want to say, 
TCM, maybe? Yeah, that'd be TCM, the only place think, that would show this. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, they showed a bunch. Like, I, I want to say they showed The Gorgon. They showed Curse like, Curse movies, like a bunch of movies from this time. They they were doing the Hammer movies, you know, and they and they always showed the you know the, the usuals, you know, the horror Dracula, the Curse of Frankenstein. It was one of those like you know kind of set of movies they showed. I'd seen it there, and I was like, oh man, I remember this movie from when I was younger. And you know, I have it here, and we popped it on. And it was not, I mean, we all in Haley fell asleep eventually, but you know, we started the movie at like eight o'clock at night. You know, it's only so late she can stay up anyway. Uh, but we all, I mean, we watched as a family. There was uh, Kelly for Kelly to watch a movie and not just be on her phone or tablet the entire time is, you know, means that it had to have something going for it because she paid attention, you know, kind of thing. That's usually how I gauge, you know, uh, so how, how well it works for a general audience. Because, I mean, I mean, I have a built-in desire to watch this. So people who maybe not want to watch it, she enjoyed it. There you go. So, yeah. um, you know, it's it, it's definitely different. And, it, again, like we said, it's a shame that this didn't get the notoriety back in the day. But you know what? It, it, and that's one of those things that it's – it's accessible to people, uh, you know, from, because now things aren't that seem scandalous. Maybe back in, uh, you know, back in uh, the 60s, 1960. Yeah. In fact, so it's the 50s into the 60s. You know, now that's not scandalous anymore. Now this is, you know, kind of tame compared to what we get, you know, or we would get later on. So, but definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it. Um, you know, I, I know there's a copy floating around usually on YouTube or something like that. You might be able to find it somewhere, but it's worth checking out. It's, I mean, if you're going to pick up the DVD, go through the link and, you know, I mean, the DVD set, if you are into Hammer movies, that's five movies right there. So, you know, worth, worth your time. So, yeah. and, uh, so the next time that we get together to talk British horror, we're going to be doing another one, a little bit, um, off the beaten path, so to speak, that does not. Uh, feature our, our usual suspects of uh, uh, of uh, Christopher Lee or Peter Cushing. We're going to be taking a look at 1961's The Curse of the Werewolf, which is, uh, mm. I would say, easily um, you know a visually well-known film just from the look of uh, our, our werewolf, but again, one that does not have the same sort of reputation in play as some of their other uh, more well-known series. So come on back, you know, uh, yeah, we'll for, get for Curse of the Werewolf. Yeah, we're going to get Harry, man. the werewolf movie since... Wolf came out with Jack Nicholson peeing on his competition. Yeah. So looking forward to uh, it. Yeah, I don't know. This, if this, I'm so this is a far wolf. better. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is far better movie than that. So. <laughs> Curse the World is a better movie, way better movie than that. So, yeah, that that with that ringing endorsement. <laughs> Tune in next time. Well, not, not Wolf. Well, you, not Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> better than Wolf. It, it, I mean, I what do you want me to say? I mean. <laughs> no, no. Ironically, Teen Wolf was actually on TV uh, today, so it's like, hey, it's right. It's better than Teen Wolf. I'll give it that. So, well, maybe yeah. not better than Teen Wolf. I don't know. That's that's kind of a high bar. Well, let's be fair. Wolf is still better than a kick in the balls. <laughs> oh no! And Curse of the Werewolf is way better than a kick in the balls. So <laughs> come on back for that, if nothing else. It's a fondling of the balls. It's better than getting pissed on in a bathroom by Jack Nicholson. <laughs> well, unless you're in unless that's your thing, hey, unless that's your thing, hero, experience. whatever. I knew you were going to say something. <laughs> Just speaking from experience here, guys. <laughs> and now going out of this show, we know a little bit more about the hair metal hero. You don't want to know. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 
Two True Freaks gets a little cut of what you buy, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the Two True Freaks at the same time. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.